cardboard box washed up on the beach. Holy fish paste! It's Bazzi. Like a naughty headed nigga spose Never meant to make it past 20 What a nigga told But I'm right here I deserve a toast Praise to the most high I get high the most Whoa, say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive Hello everybody, my name is Bozzy My name is Reese, And this is the official Bozcast uh, We appreciate you guys for joining us This is episode 58 I can't get it out of my head Um <laughs> Remember, uh, you are love, so be love, and we love you. Um, welcome, Reese. How are you today? Hey y'all, good, good. What was that? <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, hey y'all! I hey, bet y'all. you started being Doodle Bob for a minute. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. Um, y'all don't know, but we're recording this much later than we usually do. Um. Yeah, Three days <laughs> later than what we usually do, but uh, we just had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but it means nothing to you because it's coming out the same time you. It always comes out. <laughs> doesn't so affect you. Yeah. Doesn't affect you in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. Our weekend was lit. <laughs> we was out. <laughs> Talk <laughs> no. about it. <laughs> no. Well, we had talked about trying to spend more time together mm-hmm. as a couple because we have not had the time to do that. No. So, yeah. You got the tickets. Tickets to what? To the, I was getting there. Okay. I was getting there. <laughs> to the Cavs game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we got a babysitter. We had a good couple of hours to ourselves. I just uh, breathe in. It sounded like a cricket. Um, I got to blow my nose. No, nah, it was fun, man. Um just more than anything, like it's fun to get some some time away. Um, we did talk about um, spending more time together this year, which is difficult. And people don't, I don't know. I was talking to somebody at work. I feel like that's going to be a catchphrase that we put on some of our T-shirts that we make. I was talking to somebody at work because I feel like a lot of our stories start like that. Um, but I was talking to somebody at work and I was just telling them like how um, our relationship is I think more difficult than most people's relationship because um, we have to be, not have to be, but we, I guess so, we have to be a couple. Um, we have to be co-parents. We have to be like business partners. Um, we have to be each other's like psychologists or whatever. So it gets tough um, wearing so many different hats. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's difficult to balance all of that stuff equally. Um, and some some things go to the wayside. Like, you can't not take care of the kids, so that can't be the thing. Right. Um, for me, this podcast and, like, just the things that we have going forward is our future and our livelihood. That can't be the thing that you drop. Right. Um, and then for me, yeah, the thing, the thing that really gets tossed to the wayside is just our, our partnership, our friendship, which is unfortunate, but it's it it makes the most sense given the day to day lives or whatever that mm-hmm. we have. So I don't know how you feel about that. Um, like at times it sucks or whatever, because of course, like I do like to spend more time with you, 
Um, but I know for the time being, it is what it is. Right. And no, I am looking forward to the times that we do spend together. Right. Just taking advantage of like, or being in the moment and just like. Yeah. I just think I was talking to somebody else. Like, um, it's very important, like how we compartmentalize these things. It That's super important. Just like you can't, for me, and this is a study too. Like it says that um, people that say that they're good at, I don't know the study. I'm going to start citing stuff because I just be talking about stuff. And, um, but facts. it is, huh? It's a boss facts. Boss facts, yeah. I can't, I don't know. I, I, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I just talk to a lot of people and I do a lot of research. So I, I get a lot of information. Sometimes it's hard to pinpoint where the information comes from. But one thing, this is like a disclaimer. One thing you got to know about me is like I look for multiple sources. Like So if I say something, I know it. If I don't know it, I'm gonna be like, I'm not sure about this, but mm-hmm. but um I when I do my research, my my research is well researched. Like mm-hmm. I'll go through multiple different things. Like I'm gonna get it. Well, let me say what I'm gonna say first. Mm-hmm. Um the study was basically saying like n- being good, no one's good at multitasking. Like multitasking is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what it would be called, but I would consider myself being a good multitasker because I work on a hyper focus on one thing. I like I microtask almost. Mm-hmm. So I like hyper focus on one aspect of one thing and then I'll hop onto something else once that one aspect is in and is going. Right. But I think what people think is multitasking is for like for our relationship, it's impossible for us to be like for me to give you at all times equal parts husband, equal parts um co-parent equal parts um, confidant, I don't know, equal parts business partner, like that's impossible. Right. That is impossible. Um, and most people don't understand that it's impossible and no one wants to really admit or accept the fact that it's impossible. But mm-hmm. it's impossible to give all of yourself at any given time. Right, because it's like you're there. Like it's not like you're not there, but. What do you mean? No, I mean like I see you here and there, but it's not like we can like sit down and connect or whatever like no like i can't we can't talk about things we want to do in our business life and and i give you all the love you deserve like that's not a possible thing like we can't both things can't happen yeah do you know what i'm saying like we can't have we can't have a success like we have different roles in different aspects of our lives right like when it comes to this podcast, and of course, my chair is sinking. <laughs> Daily occurrence is so frustrating. Anyway, How low can you go? <laughs> yeah, as low as the freaking floor. My knees won't <laughs> let me get back, get back up. I'm almost 30 here. Um, but yeah, um, for us, it's like I can't, like there's certain parts that she takes the lead in and certain parts I take the lead in. With some of the bills, like I just kind of prefer her to take care of them. Like long as the money is in the account, like... I just want her to take care of it. Yeah. Well, other things, it's like, let me run the point on this. Like, let me have the conversations with people. Let me yell at people if I need to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, let I can wear that hat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When more compassion is necessary, I think it's better for you to wear that hat. Um, for as far as discipline goes, like, we, we take turns depending on what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Like, but how our relationship works like we can't both be equal parts parent there's no there's no such thing as that right. that's why i always i hate to say the word preach but that's why i always talk about balance balance is 
key. Mm-hmm. Not perfection, balance. Right. Balance is the most important thing because perfection me like when when people think perfection, they think everything at 100%. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about balance, some stuff got to be at 40, some stuff got to be at 10, some stuff got to be at 15 to equal up to that 100. Mm-hmm. The problem is people have struggles and trouble with the balance. Right. So that's kind of how our relationship works, but it gets tough because our relationship lacks a lot of balance and it has lacked a lot of balance over the past year or so. It's just lacked a lot of balance. There's been a lot of moving parts. We've had to buckle down on a lot of things and just kind of get certain things done. Like there's just been a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's important. I like to, that's why you need to have that communication. Like no matter what is going on. Communication is no. Vital. Yeah, you know, we sat down for a minute and we had a conversation or whatever, and like it opened your eyes to certain stuff, and the same with me. And I feel like it was a well needed conversation. And now that, like, I say, like, I was talking to you how I felt like we weren't spending as much time together right. as a couple, and now we're like actively trying to do that. Right, yeah. And that's something like we need to like even if we're not at 100% with it or whatever but at least do a little more in that area so that we can at least keep our relationship strong yeah and those things and it's very important and i think we did an okay job at this but it's very important like when we was out you know um like she said we went to the cavs game we hung out down in downtown cleveland a little bit like um got some food just hung out a little bit and i think we did a good job of like not too much talking about the kids cuz mm-hmm. that was not that setting yeah and not really talking about like our business endeavors like it really wasn't that set- right. setting maybe more talking about like what we want out of life which mm-hmm. is i guess more of what that setting was for like yeah. talking about you know what we like or don't like about our jobs and stuff like that mm-hmm. we did, it, i think we did a good job of compartmentalizing that yeah and i think our time that we spent together was more was more so time to be, my nose is so stuffy. I don't know why. It's like a weird time. It's starting to get nicer in Ohio. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we took that time apart and we made that couple times. So mm-hmm. we talked about our lives as a couple, not our business lives, not lives as a parent, not none of that other stuff. But right. it was just, you know, us being a couple. Yeah. So I think that was important. I think it could have been better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think for. The time that we had, like, we didn't have, like, that much time yeah, together. Yeah, We made the most out of it. Like, I had fun. Like, it was a good night. No, it was a good night. It was definitely a good night. It just could have been better. Like, we could have left a little earlier. Like, it's just, it's hard when you have such a, a little one, mm-hmm. like, under a year old. I don't know how, I don't know how people do it. Just be out all the time. Yeah, man. Not even just be out all the time, but just be okay with their little baby being in somebody else's care for more than like five hours, six hours at a time. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like multiple diaper changes and multiple bottles. Like, no, because you got like a routine, and with, when they're sm- like smaller, like them having to eat, they eat more frequently. They got to take their naps like more frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to be watching them all the time. Like, especially, yeah, as they start to move and stuff like that. So I just don't understand how people can do it. I feel like all my friends are fine with just passing their babies off. Um, not saying to just anybody. Like, it's people that they trust, but I just can't. Like, yeah, no. I can't. Yeah. For multiple reasons, though. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're saying you just... <laughs> well, they're little, yeah. Like, no, nah, it's like... Part of my thing is I don't like for people to think... I don't like the stigma of 
Dang, they can't wait to get rid of their kids. I don't like that. It's yeah. a lot of people I know like that, that they just are quick to pass their kids off. Yeah. Can't wait to get rid of their kids. Like, I'm just not that way. And I don't want people to be like that. Like, dang, like, they going out again? Like, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I just don't like that. Not that I care what people think, but I don't want nobody to ever think that I don't take care of my kids. Right. Like, no. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our, like, I don't even like the idea of a baby, or not a babysitter, um, daycare. Partly because it's a lot of money and I'm not spending that. But like <laughs> the other part is like I just don't want nobody else like raising your kid. Because if you at exactly. work, all the hours that you at work, they're with somebody else, and like yeah. people got different ways of raising kids. Like or I don't know, they might not even have kids of their own, and they're just trying right. to like I don't know instill like weird little things into yeah, your kid. like little like. Superstitions or whatever, a little yeah. like, nah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. That's why I told myself at 14, I will never have no baby mom. Like, I, re- I refused. At 14 years old, I was like, it's not gonna happen. I'm not having no kids with somebody I'm not married to. Mm-hmm. I just told myself that at 14 years old. It just was not for me. Like, and part of like parenting and like co parenting is like, oh, you leave them with them for a week. Now you gotta, you gotta take two days to freaking defragment them, their mm-hmm. brains. And then you can go and do the thing that you wanna do as a parent. Like, right. I'm cool. No, and then the two, like when they're young like that, like they pick up on everything. So, like, not knocking like any parent that has to take their kids to daycares or whatever. Right. But, um, like they're little. So they absorb everything. Like, not only by like the, teachers or the caregivers but the other little kids like like you don't know what kind of bad habits they have and like your your child picks up on it and it's like okay where did this come from like yeah that's the last thing you want like especially as a parent like the very last thing you want is like like somebody else's influence coming in on your kid like sometimes you don't even want their parent their other parent influence on them like nah I don't do that I don't like that you do this yeah. like so, so it's like let alone like a, a not a complete stranger but let alone a stranger like right telling your kids what they're what to do or how to talk or what to say they mm. bring something home you be like where did you even get that no yeah no. like what made you think that was okay so like for me I don't know but anyway like I think we I think we no it's not think we had a good time yeah I feel like I feel like we tried to cram a lot in one day, but I think we had a good time. Yeah, we got was... too excited. We're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. got some time together. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's oh, go everywhere. The worst part. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into um, we'll get into it. I guess we'll. It's easy to take a break here, so we'll take a break here. But anyway, um, welcome in again. Episode fifty eight. Um, it's weird. I'm still getting used to how the podcast is growing like i'm still getting used to it so we'll we'll continue it on Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of little moving parts behind the scenes that we're very excited about but anyway appreciate you guys for joining us i have no idea what song is playing but i hope you vibe out to it (laughs) you're my baby my lover my lady all night you make me want you it drives me crazy Cause girl, don't you know Girl, don't you know
making sure that my levels are straight. Okay, we're in there. <laughs> um, so we're back again. Reese. Yes. I heard you wanted to talk about some coronas and Lyme. That sounds great. We should name this. <laughs> we should name this podcast coronavirus and Lyme disease. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about it. I don't. I really don't know. I don't keep up with this stuff. Um. No. Of course, like everybody, I'm sure has heard of that virus, which I'm sure is not new. Like it's been around, like yeah, for a long time. But they just released it, you know, and dropped that hot <laughs> album. No, no. Well, it was just annoying because I'm seeing it everywhere. Right. And it's like half of the people, or more than half of the people, are like freaking out because they don't know what it even does or whatever. Right. And then like. I don't know, like in China, of course, like that's where they originated. So it's like you see them passing out in the streets, dead and stuff. Oh, they be. Pa- I don't I haven't paid attention to that. No, well, I seen like a few like pictures and stuff. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of people, like hundreds or not even. I only seen like three people like just laid out on. The street. But it is hundreds of people, right? Or no, I mean, it is. It has like a affected a lot died. of people. Like, yeah, okay. but mainly in China. Like, in the United States, I think they just found one person in Michigan or something. Michigan or Washington? Washington State. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One person, I think they may have died That's not from good. it or whatever. Um, you don't want no deaths? No, but yeah. <laughs> it's just annoying because, yeah, it does sound scary. Yeah. Of course. like, But at the same time, like, there's so many other things, like, that are, like, just out on, like, Social media or wherever you look or wherever you turn, like it's always something like right. you have to be like worried about. Like, yeah, it's just like the society that we live in. It's kind of unfortunate that people are so. Um, it's not that. It's that people are so quick to be attached to something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're like so quick to attach themselves to something, and people are so, they care so much about this one thing, and then. Something else happens, and we completely forget all about it. Right, like you know, when when things are close to you, and which is I'm not, I'm not saying talking down on anybody because I'm just as guilty of it, or I can be just as guilty of it. But when things don't affect you on a personal level, you just don't really care. Yeah, like a lot of people don't know that a lot of Puerto Ricos still don't got power. Like, and they still having earthquakes too. Like they just yeah. had another one like today or yesterday. So it's like it's not the hot news, or it's not mm-hmm. the hot topic, or maybe it's just not affecting that many people. Yeah. So you just don't care. Not that you don't. Not like that it's you hard to don't care, care as much yeah. when it's not like, like personally affecting you. Like basically, right? Yeah. But we talk about this a lot. We talk about balance and a capacity, mm-hmm. and I just believe that we just have a capacity of what we care about. Yeah, we have a capacity. Like you can only do so much with so much going on in this world. Right. Like you can only care so much. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many things you cannot like take in or take on like every single thing that's going on and be thinking about it and like how it's going to affect you because that is driving people crazy. For sure. And it can't like it could drive somebody crazy. Like like so I'm choosing okay, like I know okay, the virus is there in no school or whatever. But I know who I believe in, so like I don't have to worry. Like I believe in God and I believe that he has me here on this earth until like I'm 
until it's time or whatever. Yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm one of those people that I'm not afraid to die. Like, I also don't like pain, so that's another weird thing about me. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not afraid to die. So nothing about death scares me. Like, nothing about it scares me, except for, like, the people that have to deal with it. Yeah. But nothing else really scares me. So it's like, when I think about, like, oh, this virus or whatever, like, I just, listen, like, at the end of the day, like, what is it, like, why would you be afraid of the inevitable? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you you could do everything you can to avoid putting yourself in bad situations, mm -hmm. like, when it's icy on the road. Yeah. Just being careful. Like, I'm not saying talk or live recklessly, mm -hmm. but you also can't live with, like, fear. Like, you cannot let fear, like, govern your life. Like, right, right. It's, a, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Once you just let go and realize, like... Like, we talked about it, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, where it's just like, listen, Kobe died doing regular stuff. Right. Like, we probably all, like, think about it. You have a routine. If you don't die of natural causes, like, I don't know. Like, if you don't die of, like, uh, heart attacks, not really a natural cause, but, mm -hmm. like, causes that aren't affected by the things around you. Right. Like, if you don't die from, like, just being, like, I don't know, for anything, like, you're going to die doing normal stuff. Yeah. Like, you're going to get shot going to the places that you normally go to. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to you're gonna get into an accident on the route that you, you normally take. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's just how life works. Right. It just kind of is like how life works. And it's unfortunate. Nobody likes it. And it's really disgusting but at the end of the day the only thing the only people that are affected by death are the living yeah i'll say it again the only people that are affected by death are the living right we're the ones that suffer we're the ones that hurt we're the ones that miss people mm -hmm. the people that die are the ones that are finally free and that's how i see it regardless of what you believe in like death has to be a, an easier feat <laughs> like, yeah. you don't wake up you don't wake up in pain when you're dead like you know what I'm saying like mm -hmm. I don't know for me for me and we could all die and like I could be completely wrong we could all die and then just poof out which also wouldn't be that bad <laughs> you like, know what I'm right. saying the end uh -huh. <laughs> no, no, the end the, the end just like what that was it <laughs> like it's gonna be like a Netflix Thanks, movie Thanos, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh either that or like we'd all die and, and heaven is a real place like uh, or like we all die in, okay, hell wouldn't be fun. Uh, no, but yeah. <laughs> that would not be a fun place. But there, pretty much all of the alternatives are just the only thing I would not want to do is relive my life. I wouldn't want to redo. That sounds annoying. That I'm sounds not gonna pretty lie. Pretty draining. <laughs> it, I'm gonna tell you why it sounds draining. Because you're talking to somebody right now, who I talked to you. We talked about this before, mm -hmm. me and my wife. But uh, I don't feel like should we talk about this now? I guess this is a good place to put this. I don't feel like I'm living the life I'm supposed to be living. Yeah. I feel like I'm living somebody else's life. I really do. I feel like, and this is not me being arrogant. It's just weird. Like, for a long time, for much of my life, I would see people and I would never identify with mediocrity. Mm -hmm. I never identify with people that did mediocre things. Right. Ever. Right. And I've also never been like starstruck. Mm -hmm. Right. So I never look at people that are star, quote unquote, stars and be like, oh my God, look at him. Like I look at stars like my peers. Yeah. And I always have. Yeah. Same. Always same. have. So it's like when I look at people and I like, I don't know, when you're great, greatness doesn't phase you. Yeah. I just, 
when you're great, greatness doesn't phase you. Right. And then when you're great, I think you appreciate greatness a little bit more than normal people. Mm-hmm. Like when you're great, you appreciate the like I told you, JoJo. I've been listening to JoJo like this the same song because she is putting on a vocal clinic. Are we going and to I, her concert? Huh? So we're going to her concert? I think we need to make that a thing. Yeah. I think we need to make that a thing. What is it, May? May 23rd? Something like that? That's when she'll be in Cleveland? You know. House of Blues? <laughs> I think that's it. Is that it? Uh, it sounds right. Yeah. It sounds really right. Um, yeah, I'm trying to go to her concert. Yeah. But um, anyway, like, when you see people that are great, you get, like, not turned on. That's not the right word. But, like... It, like, motivates you or, you'd like... You'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, she's yes, so good. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Like, you can hear somebody bodying something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me... It, Going to the uh, to the Cavs game, you just look at the most mediocre players on there and realize that they're they're actually great. Yeah, like the people that aren't that gr- good, they're actually great. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal athletes. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like when you're when you have greatness in you, greatness doesn't phase you, but it does impress you. N- not in a way where you're like, oh my god, how they do it, but you're like, man, look at them, they did this. That's exciting, like, like it's ex- ooh, it excites yeah. you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But what I say is, like, I feel like an imposter. Like, I don't feel like... This is what I feel like. I feel like coming to America. That's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like... But this is how I felt my whole life, though, since, since I was a baby. Like, since I was... As early as I can remember remembering, mm-hmm. I've always felt like... Kind of like the plot of Welcome to America... Or, uh, coming to America or... Oh, what's that other one with Eddie Murphy? Anyway, I feel like I'm living somebody else's life. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm living in somebody else's world. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the struggles that we deal with aren't the struggles that will govern our lives. Wait, is it the movie where um, he switched? Trading spaces. Places. Trading places. With the white man, white rich man? Yes. That's what I feel like. I feel like trading places. And it's like, I can't explain it. I can't obtain it. Jesus, your love is so, it's so amazing. <laughs> I can't. Takes me high. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, my people say. The devil lives alive. Nah, but it's always felt like that for me. I can't explain it. You said you felt like that too? Mm-hmm. Like, how? Explain, like, give me some examples. Wait, you're saying like, I don't know, because when I was little, I don't know if this is what you mean or whatever. Talk about it. That's what the conversation's for. No, but it's like I was little, but I was in adult conversations and stuff, and I felt like I should, like I should have been at that age, like their age and their. And That's their, kind of a little bit different, yeah. But kind of like for me, it's like we grew up not having a lot of money, but it never felt like my life was gonna end with me not having a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like I always envision myself like how you say okay. So I was always like hustling for everything like That's a fact. So like in my mind like I have that business entrepreneur type mentality, I feel. And it's always been like that. They're like, "Man, you know how to do everything." It's like, "No, like I like I, I to. adapt to like whatever the situation is." Like right. I know I have skills and I know I'm able to like like pick up anything if I if I need to or in them instances instances I had to because like I had no money I was too young for a job or whatever and we didn't make that much money like my parents right so it's like okay well he can't give me the money and I understood he couldn't give me the money and I wouldn't like be hurt about it I'm like okay well I gotta find my own way and like I've always been like that like I used to sell like my little pictures my little drawings like. Or, like, trade stuff with kids, like, or 
do hair, do nails, mm-hmm. like just all type of stuff like that. Like, and I just feel like that that's in me. And I've always in some way have envisioned myself like being in something business related or like, like I said, just being like an entrepreneur, like right. just making my, doing my own thing and being like my own boss kind of. Yeah. I can also say like kind of the same thing, not really an entrepreneur. I never really consider myself an entrepreneur, but I always consider myself like, I always felt like I would in some way, shape, or form impact the world. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, my favorite artist was Michael Jackson. That was my favorite artist. And I had all of his music when I was when I was a kid. And I would see him be on a stage. And I would watch him stand on the stage for 45 minutes in silence. Right. It would felt like 45 minutes. Yeah. People are gonna think I'm <laughs> Stupid people. No, I just <laughs> um, what felt like 45 minutes in silence and people fainting, passing out. Freaking crying, crying hysterically, crying, yeah. Screaming. Like, and I would just see that and I'd be like, wow. Like, and I don't know, as a kid, you I didn't put like, oh, this is Michael Jackson. I didn't put all that together. I just mm-hmm. watched this this person affect and you see the crowd. There would be a sea of people. And just so many people being affected by this one person. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like, man, like I feel like that's how many people I have the opportunity to interact with. Yeah. Like I always felt like that. Yeah. Being a little kid, I always felt like that. So I always felt like what I had was to was to just give and be a part of things. But I could honestly say, like, I never was a person. Thank God for my parents, man. Like, thank God for my parents. Mm-hmm. I've never been a person to look at, like, vanity, really, mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I want this, like, because this is the most expensive. I've never been like that, right. you know? And yeah. obviously, when you're a kid, you want for things because kids around you have things. Mm-hmm. But my parents didn't instill that in me. They instilled, like, your shoes are new. Mm-hmm. They're yours. Right. Your clothes are new. They're yours. Or yeah. they're yours now. Like, right. and... I I didn't always understand it, but like even like my dad, he used to buy these Reeboks, and I was like, oh, I like those Reeboks. He was like, you like them? I was like, yeah. And I'm honestly just remembering this now because now I'm a dad. And then me and my dad would have the same Reeboks, and then every like six months or whenever my my shoes would be busted, we'll get the same Reeboks again or mm-hmm. whatever. And it was just something about that. Like he would be like, oh, these are cool. Um, these are cool, dude. And they're uh, Reeboks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, they're cool and right. not, ooh, these are Nikes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like, oh, these look cool. And like, guess what? Like. Yeah, they're, and the Reeboks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for me, like, thank God for my parents that we never put stuff at a high regard. Right. Like I never had a game system. My friend did. My best friend had one, but I never had a game system until I turned like 14. Mm-hmm. Like I never, 14 was pivotal. I say 14 a lot, but 14, I feel like it was a pivotal year in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, like I just never had that type of stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just a grateful kid. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I still don't really want for stuff. I feel the same way, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that we need. Right. And sometimes it's unfortunate at this moment in time where it's like, we need this, but we can't afford it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, you get older. There are certain things, like, the things I need, like, I can't really talk about it fully, I guess. But, like, the things I need, I can't have generic. I need mm-hmm. to have what works the best. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, 
for me, like even my jeans, like I don't buy like, oh, I don't even what, true religion. Is that what people be wearing? I don't know. I, I don't so. even know. I wear <laughs> Levi's. I wear Levi's. They're they're not cheap, but they're not expensive by any stretch of the imagination. Right. They're a, they're a cheap jean for sure. Like they're a cheap designer jean, mm-hmm. but like they last. Yeah. So that's why I have them. Yeah. And I know they're gonna fit. I love how their sizing works. It's like, oh, 511s, that's for me. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't got to think. I, yeah. Is it is it good in the waist and good in the in the leg? Cool, that's mine. Right. So it's like, but that's it. Like, I don't pay for brands. I pay for quality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, I'm saying all this to say this. Like, my, my upbringing of not being so, in, like, intent on having the, the things that are vain it makes me first off it makes me a better person mm-hmm. but it's also like make like it's just adding to the fuel of me thinking like i feel like my whole life i've been in living somebody else's not misery but like the negative things that happen don't feel like they're actually happening to me they feel like i'm on i'm doing a checklist yeah like okay, got that negative thing that happened. All right, totaled a car. All right, got into an accident. <laughs> like, oh, lost my license. All right, what else have I haven't I done? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like every look, I don't take L's like or losses. I take mm-hmm. I really get lessons. Like, like we had a lot of things that happened. She didn't drove without insurance. I bet you we never <laughs> drive without insurance and got caught the day it happened. Dude, that How long span, did you have insurance? Probably Be like a week or I think it was like ten days. It, it was really it was like a, a short small little window. Yeah, <laughs> one day and it was slippery and she didn't even hit nobody. She hit the curb. No, no, I did. Did you hit somebody? I just tapped the. It was a tap and it tapped the bumper or whatever. But the lady, she was in a rental car. Ah, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So she was looking at me crazy. I'm like, look, man, the brakes went out. I don't know. Like, I couldn't stop. Yeah. I wasn't going that fast, and, the, like, the weather conditions were fine. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just, everybody was driving normal, and out of nowhere, they all just hit the brakes. Right. So hard. And at the time, what were you, 21? Yeah. So it's like, eh, that Ugh. those things happen. Well. They can't happen. I'd rather they happen, like, early on, and then we're like, okay, we've been through we'd that. Of course we'd rather okay. have one yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I never took things, like, I see people going through stuff, and even as I'm in the middle of something, mm-hmm. I'll know that, like, this is uh, this is how far outside of my situation I truly am. Yeah. I'll know in the situation, like, yeah, I'm mad. I know that this is something I can learn from, but I still don't like it right now. Right. Like, who in their right mind does that? Because yeah. I talk to people all the time, and they just be like... Oh my God, why is this happening? Like, I'll be like, nah, I understand. Like, this is something I gotta learn from. I, I just don't like it. Yeah. So I'm gonna have an attitude. Yeah. Like, I'll consciously be like yeah. thinking like that. <laughs> and it's like, who, what person does that? You know what I'm saying? Somebody that don't believe that they're living in the life that they're supposed to be living in. Yeah. Like, I just, today, it was the other day. Like, this is kind of like a free flowing podcast. I didn't think we was gonna be able to talk about nothing because I'm like, man, we about to. <laughs> We about to hear, sit here and be like talking about the weather in a minute. Like, yeah, you know, it's been about fifty-two degrees, uh, partly cloudy. Um, nah, but like, I don't know. Like, even like when we like when the car got totaled, it was like okay, like car got totaled. It's whatever. Like, I, I shouldn't have parked it here. Like, I'm just learning from my mistakes. Yeah. And, and it's like I continue to learn from my mistakes. Like, continue to learn from my mistakes. Like, do you feel that or no? Yeah. For you. Like, the way I handle, like, situations? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Like, I feel like stuff don't really affect me, like, a normal nah. person. No, like, stuff happened, and I'm just like, 
all right. No, nah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's almost a, to a it's almost a problem. Yeah. It's almost a problem. Like you'll be like, Reese, like this is a bad thing. No, I've I've told you. I feel like life sometimes like I know we're we're living, so this is real, but like I feel like it's not real life. <laughs> like or like I don't know. Like like I told you, I feel like I'm a little alien, like in a little robot suit or something. Yes. Just like, like for men in like black. Just, yeah, yeah, just like moving my body or whatever from a little place in my head. Right. And yeah, stuff don't affect me. Like, that shit. I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've been waiting my whole life for my moment. And everybody has their own idea of what a moment is. And mm-hmm. my idea of my moment was was different too. My idea of my moment was being on stage singing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my idea of my moment. Yeah. And I'm sure yours is very similar, right? If not the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And now my moment is so much bigger than that. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like this whole time, this is okay, this is kind of wild. Okay. I feel like my whole life I've been preparing to to see my moment, right? And then I get dressed. To see my moment, mm-hmm. and then as I go into the room to see to to see my moment and walk into my moment, mm-hmm. I look on the stage and I'm already there. Yeah. So then, instead of me being the person, like that's why I feel like I'm an imposter. Instead of me being like heading to my moment, I I'm still heading to my moment. Mm-hmm. But once I get there and I go behind and I'm behind the stage and the curtains are closed and I'm ready to go, whatever. And I'm getting nervous. And then as soon as the, the curtains open, I'm already on the stage. And I'm already in my moment. And then I just, my, the person that's chasing the moment goes, oh, okay. Okay. Well, does it go, like, how we were talking about, like, we're so, like, like in a rush to see what our purposes are, no, like, or try to get to our destiny when right now we are living our purpose or it's like an actual moment that needs to happen for you in order for you to feel like... I think that is exactly what you just said. I feel like, yes, that is how I feel. I feel like there. I feel like I need to, to see an actual moment. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like once I get to the point where I feel like I'm going to achieve that, mm-hmm. I'm going to look back and realize that I'm already doing it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that's honestly an epiphany I just had just now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like that's how, for me, that is how it feels. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, but I, but I still believe that there are going to be like, how do I say this? We haven't made our impact yet. We haven't made our impact mm-hmm. yet. And I believe that as we continue to make our impact, we will, we won't notice that we're making an impact while we're making it. Right. But I know that we haven't done it yet. So I feel like me talking about it. It's like, oh, we haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So pretty soon we're going to get so busy that we're not going to have time to reflect on, is this the impact we're making? Is this the impact we're yeah. making? We're just going to be making the impact, and it's going to be going so fast. Right. One day, we're going to have a lapse of things happening, so we're going to have a free day. Mm-hmm. And within that free day, it'll be like, oh, my God, we've been impacting. Like, we've been making an impact. Right. Oh, we're making, like, we're we're doing something. Right. Like, oh, my God, like, we have an 18-year-old and a... 14-year-old, like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel like it'll happen. And then we'll look back and realize, and then we'll just turn around and look at all the fruit that we've planted, right. all, this, well, all the seeds that, all the fruit that we have mm-hmm. from all the seeds that we've planted. Right. And 
I just I just feel like it'll be just a it'll be a good day for not, not a good day like it'll just be a good time for us. Mm-hmm. But I I can't really explain what I'm trying to say. I, I really can't explain it because you have to be a part of it. Yeah. But like in my mind, there is so much to be done and so much to to I don't know. So many people to touch. So many lives that just need clarity and need help and honestly part of me feels arrogant for even talking like this Mm -hmm. but we gonna get into that after the break (laughs) um it feels like a good time to break (laughs) but yeah we'll we'll get into that and i'm so excited all right back Tell me who knows you better, baby, than I do. Better than I do. Set it out your own mouth. Yeah. I ain't even gotta say it. Ooh. You ain't gotta make an issue. Ooh. I ain't tryna play the victim. Ooh. I'm just tryna make this thing right. Yeah. How could you think that I could ever be better without you? I mean, I can go a few months. Every day, girl, I'll be missing you. Me losing you to another dude. The thought of it is so depressing. Ooh, you and I both know that we need this. That's why I'm explaining what I'm fighting for. Girl, there's no one who deserves your more. So stop subscribing to those crazy thoughts. Cause there's no one. You gave you love Don't change your mind I'll go have crazy If you choose to leave That's why I'm explaining What I'm fighting for Girl, there's no one Who deserves you more Alright, and again, we are back Check, that's one of my favorite scenes from Step Brothers, man. I promise. Step Brothers is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that is your movie. Freaking. <laughs> should have so been funny. a part of it. I should have been in the movie, yeah. Um anyway, so we we were talking, we left you off before the break. Um we left you off talking about like how I don't know, I felt a little arrogant talking about like, oh, how could I make a more where do I think who do I think I am for talking about um, improving people's lives and things like that? Right. The reason, and I wasn't like this before, so I'm very fortunate. The job I'm working at, I've had the opportunity. It's a very like weird opportunity because it's a job with a lot of turnover. Inherently, mm-hmm. it has a lot of turnover. Yeah. And because it has so much turnover, you just get to interact with a lot of people. Right. So interacting with a lot of people, you start to just... I don't know, you start to see a lot of different types of people. Mm -hmm. Then you start to realize, you start to categorize people. And you realize people only fit into about 10 or 10 buckets. Like there's not that many different types of people. Um, But anyway, so as I've been at this job, and this job has done a lot for me because in the, I'm a coach, right? So I coach people on doing a good job at the job. Mm -hmm. Right. So I coached them up. And at, and in in that, you inherently have to tap into somebody's brain and figure out what what makes them tick. Right. So you have to you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to do it consistently and with a lot of different personalities. You got to tap in and find out what makes them tick because you're not trying to get them to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. You got to get them to do what you need them to do. Right. And part of what you need them to do is a good job. But. You'll be surprised. Well, not you. Maybe not. Maybe you won't be surprised by this. But somebody that's that believes in greatness and believes in striving for greatness, mm-hmm. 
and I'm not using that term lightly. I mean striving for greatness. Right. Like I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it big. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and when I say do it big, I mean do it colossal. Like yeah. if you're gonna fly a plane, you might as well learn to fly a rocket. Like if you could do one thing, I don't know why you can't do the other. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it was a culture shock to to realize like, dang, people really don't just be want to do good just to do good. Right. So then I had to start tapping in, like, okay, well, what drives you? Mm-hmm. So you find out what drives people, and then you realize, like, oh, they don't care about being good. They just want to have a solid foundation. Right. All right. Well, let them know. If you do this, this, and this, and this, you'll have a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. Then you realize, oh, people don't really want to be good. They don't really want a solid foundation. They just want a place where they belong. Yeah. So you realize that they perform better when they feel comfortable and feel like they have a place they belong, and they feel like they have a family or whatever. So you talk to them like that. And then you you get you you benefit from it because they just want to do you know they just want to feel like they belong they want to make somebody proud they mm-hmm. want somebody to be proud of them because yeah. they don't have that at home so it's like you start to learn these little things and as I've been doing this for almost five years well, closer to four years I uh, I'm real I've realized like oh I have a different type of ability to help people tap into their best self right. And then it's like, I look at my job, well, I can get into that, but I look at my job and I say, oh my God, if I could do this with this, like the motivating factor is this, mm-hmm. oh my God, what if the motivating factor is their future and their lives? Right. Like, what if that's it? If I can do it on such a little, minute, trivial scale, and if I can impact people to do well at this job, yeah. what if I can get them to do well in their lives? And then as I start doing stuff, people be like, man, you should do this. Like, you should really be... You said you went to school for psychology. You should do that for real. Yeah. Like, nah, that's not for me. And then as I start interacting with people, you start unlocking certain things you got. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Like, And and it's not me saying it. It's other people like, you should do this. You should do this. And you start piecing together. Well, how can I put all this stuff together? Right. And that was like, what, a year of just me being like going crazy like... How do I put together my music background and my <laughs> uh, my desire to want to help people and my desire to do this and how Tied do I put all, all these things one, together? Yeah. It took me maybe two, three years to like stop feeling so crazy, like yeah. and really go, okay, I can't everything ties together. Mm-hmm. When we talk about compartmentalizing, you can't necessarily do all those things at once. Right. But you can do, you can micro, micro, how do you Microtask instead mm-hmm. of multitask. Mm-hmm. If you do micro tasks within the big task, I think I make. I think I think I just coined that word. I yeah, don't think that's a real I word. I've never heard. Of I've never heard that word before. But like, it's you can't multitask. It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. You can't be a podcasting author, singer, writer, player. Like you can't do all that at one time. You cannot yeah. do that. But what you can do is focus on podcasting in order to further your your impact and your reach on people in order to get people to have a, um, a better outlook on life and then inviting them to like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you start to, you start to put all of that together and right. micro task. Right. Once you micro task instead of multitask, you start to realize, okay, I can put all of my energy into this for this many years. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it'll just kind of flourish. And then right. I can put all my energy into this for two months. Once you do it that way and start micro microtasking, mm-hmm. I cannot. I think I just made that word up. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of myself. These are the makings of an author, people. Um, 
then I think you just have more success. Right. But that's what I've learned at this job. It's like, that's why I like I always tell people, like, even when I leave, I owe this job more than I can put into words. Right. Because it it opened the door to the path that I was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And I would have never found it if all of the unfortunate events didn't happen. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would have never found it if all those unfortunate events didn't happen. Yeah. But... I say that to say this. Sometimes I do get, feel arrogant and saying, like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But I have to remind you all, it's not me saying this. You already have the vision. You already know, like, where you're going. And the people around me, what is the, what is the, verse, the, the word say? Like, God, the, the stones will speak. Mm-hmm. People that you least expect it that'll give you a word will give you a word. Right. They'll say something to you and you'll be like... Okay, I got to write that down. That just spoke to exactly what I've been dealing with. That just spoke to exactly what I've been praying about. So I'm going to listen to this mule that's talking to me. I'm Mm going to listen to whatever's talking. Okay, let me just write this down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate because I see people, and this, I might get emotional. I see people watching me live and like start on the path of what is my truth. Mm -hmm. And they look so relieved. Yeah. So really, like, I'm so glad you're finally doing this. Like, this is not what you, I, I see something, I see something going. I see something brewing. Like, right. I want to see you do this. And I've seen, I've had people tell me that so many different times. Like, this is not where you belong. Mm-hmm. And every job I've ever been at, this is not where you belong. You got to do more. Yeah. You got to do more. And I finally found my more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want everybody to find their more. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but anyway, have you felt like, have you had people in your life kind of position you or reposition you or tell you what you're good at without you really understanding it yet? Um. Or have situations that don't really, and I think this might not even be, this might be too early for you. Um, Or have situations shown you things about yourself that'll benefit you longer in life that you didn't think were would be impactful or you didn't think you'd be able to do? Um, yes. Yes. Can you think of anything? I don't know, like stuff like with family or whatever. Like what? Just, um, just situations that help me, like, just being more compassionate with people mm-hmm. and just being more open, like, to their situations or whatever. I don't know, because sometimes I do find myself being kind of like a hard person. What do you mean, define or a like hard t- person? Or like, not tough, because I don't... Give me an example. Like, um, maybe it's that I put up like a wall or like a... Fr- not a front, because I'm not being fake, but it's like I, I don't want people like to take me as like a pushover or anything mm-hmm. like that or whatever. So I've put like a wall to let them know like, no, like you ain't about to like... Give me an example. You keep telling me stuff. No, I'm just saying like with family. Right. No, or like, that's hard to put into words. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. You mean like if something, how do you say, um, actual thoughts. You trying to say like if somebody's going through something that you can't, like you can, you haven't personally been in, like you haven't personally dealt with. 
Yeah, I, I guess me saying like certain stuff like firsthand, mm-hmm. like like things that they've gone through or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like although it took me some time to be like, okay, well, like I, I can understand like like why they kind of act like the way they do or whatever because right. they've been through certain things or whatever. So like with those situations, I feel like they've helped me like to like soften up a little or like just like I know I can't be just tough like oh they got to suck it up like oh like you know like I don't know. So with that. And I don't know. It's kind of weird, like, to explain, like, different mm-hmm. things because, like. Yeah, you don't want to, like, air nobody out. I understand that. I guess, like, I can kind of speak to it. Like, one thing about Reese, I love her because, like, she's so e- This is what it is. I'm going to tell you exactly what your problem is. Not problem, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you exactly what your thing is. You give anybody a shot. You'll give anybody a first chance. Yeah. Anybody. And. That's an amazing trait that you have because you'll give anybody a first chance. Mm-hmm. You don't give that many people a second or a third chance. And that's very true. <laughs> so that's that's really what it is. And that's what I've learned from Reese. And now it's like, listen, I'm telling you, this episode is full of epiphanies because mm-hmm. I honestly finally understand a little bit about you. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, this is what it is. Like when you when she's dealt with people in her whole life, like her family. She doesn't give her, like, she's more willing to give a stranger a second chance because she's growing. Mm-hmm. So she's growing. So now she's learning to give people second chances. Right. The problem is with family is that sometimes family needs about 40 of them. Yeah. So she's still not at the part where she's giving people 40th chances. Like, that's not a thing. I'm like at three. <laughs> I was going to say four after, to be nice. But yeah, she's about at three now. Like, she, she I'll, I'll give you three solid chances. Like, because she's. She's first off, Reese has had a, a great deal of learning what true patience is. Before, I think you thought you had patience, but in reality, you didn't have patience. You had almost like you were just redirecting your stubbornness. Yeah. Right? So instead of being patient, you were stubborn in thinking that this person will change. Mm-hmm. Right? But now you're actually having patience. You're you're actually putting yourself in other, some, having compassion mm-hmm. and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and going, okay, okay, okay. Okay, listen, 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 Linda. Linda, listen. No, okay, 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 okay. Let me think. Let me, let me think about what they could be going through. Let me think about why they said what they said. Let right. me think about why they did what they did. Right. And let me think, can I put myself in that situation? Would I have done this? Yeah. And I can see that happening in, in Reese, which, right. which is amazing. The problem is when you're dealing with family, and especially families of color, we're we not going to not talk about this. When, you, when you're in a Puerto Rican family, when you're in a black family, like there are just certain things that are just untalked about. Right. You're not a lot like, especially being black, I've never been Puerto Rican, but especially being black, you don't get to talk about like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Like we grow up when, when we are, are full and we're not wanting to eat no more, our parents guilt us. That's that's how we're raised. Yeah. Like, nah, it's kids in Africa that don't get to eat nothing, whatever, whatever. Right. You just be like, I'm just full. Like, I just don't, <laughs> don't want to eat no more. I'm going to throw up. Right? I'm going to throw up. Like, but then like, and I'm sure you did this too. Like, oh, can I have some dessert too? Like, I'm sorry, ice cream don't sit <laughs> like rice and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, I I can't. I do have space for ice cream. I do not have any more space. <laughs> For rice and chicken and potatoes. Like, like two things can be true. And as you get older and as you get wiser, you start to, you know, understand that. But mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is, like, when you when you grow up and, you know, if you're a person of color, 
there's a different level, like, especially when you're a person, like, I feel like I had a different experience. I feel like if your parents would have been like, no offense, but I feel like if your parents would have been like Mexican, mm-hmm. you would have a different upbringing. You would have a different upbringing. There would be a different level of drive. I don't feel like your parents, there's no indictment of your parents, yeah, no. but like your parents ain't push you like a, a fresh off the whatever Mexican immigrant. Right. Because there's no, you don't, you don't know what chances you're going to have. You don't know what opportunities you're going to have. Well, the thing is, because when my parents uh, came to Ohio, like they came from New York, so they weren't even, yeah, they weren't like fresh off like the island or no. anything. My mom was born in New York or whatever. So it's like them just being in Ohio, my dad working. When, 14? What? 18? How long has he like been in, in America? 87 or something. Huh? I think he came to America in like 87. Nah, he didn't come in no 87. No, not because I was born in 87. Like You were not born 78 in 87. How do you not know here you were born? Your brother was born. I think it was probably 78. 78. So yeah, he'd have been like 21 or, or 22 or something. Yeah, he was around that age. Right. But because uh, I know he was, um, he almost was like a professional ba- baseball player mm-hmm. or something like that. He broke and he something. almost was like in a um, professional band. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. Both those things. No, I think happened. his mom didn't let him or something. That's probably a good thing. You probably wouldn't exist. Still. But uh, okay. what was I gonna say? I feel like your upbringing would have been just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like if your parents were like, like I have to fight for this opportunity. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Them coming to Ohio or whatever, and it's my dad working and my mom like being at home. That was better than, like, w- their situation or whatever. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were content. They're, yeah, they were yeah, good. Yeah, they are yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is a good life. Like, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. But it's like, for me, like, being black is weird. Because you also didn't really grow up around a lot of white people. So, like, you... Not, right? Am I... No, that's true. I was going to say, you made a face. I can't remember. Like, no, nah. it was just like a true... Yeah, that's Yeah, like, you, you don't grow up around a lot of white people. So when you don't grow up around people that have a clear advantage over you, mm-hmm. it's... It's weird. You know what I mean? When you grow up around people that have a clear advantage over you and your parents know it, mm-hmm. they they instill a certain level of drive in you. Right. You don't have... I'm not saying you don't have drive. What you have is more like... What's that? Defiance. You have... Defi- <laughs> the place that don't exist. <laughs> you have defiance in you. You don't have drive. You are just defiant to be... You don't want to be a failure. Right. right so you, right. you are defiant from, from that. You don't want to be what you were, which was... No offense. I no, I'm not, understand I'm not, what I'm saying because I'm, I'm talking to a, gr- a broad group of people. Yeah. You're defiant to being nothing. You mm-hmm. don't want to be nothing. Right. You don't want to have a a minuscule nothing life where yeah. you, you, you're born, you live, you work, you, you die. No, you yeah. don't want to have I that type of I see too many life. people that, that live that way and they live with regrets and they're at an age or whatever. They still have opportunity, but they, right. they're not going to go for anything because that's been their life. Right. And I don't want to be at that point when I'm their age. Exactly. And so you have that level of defiance. For me, I've, all, I've been raised in competition. So it's like just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have to compete with the white people by me. Yeah. Like I have to compete. And it's nothing against white people. No. It's, you have to understand at a certain level in this country, like there are clear lines that are drawn. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that like Band-Aids are called nude when they are not nude. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just little things like that or whatever. Um, 
I, I guess my upbringing was just steeped in competition, unwritten competition, mm-hmm. where I knew I just needed to be better. Like, I couldn't just be good enough. I had to be at least as good as X kid who happened to be white. So, right. like, my mind, my life was all about competition, and my drive was competing. Yeah. Excuse me, where your drive was just like, I ain't trying to compete with nobody. I'm around. Like, it ain't no competition around me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you grew up in a, no offense, a nothing place, right? Like I didn't feel that, comp- like, the competition thing until I got to college. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I felt so out of place. I was like, man, like, these people, like, went to, like, some magical school and, like, uh, yeah, no, it was all bad, but. Because because inherently white people are okay. So I, this is what I believe. This is what mm-hmm. I believe. This is by speaker. <laughs> this is what I believe. I believe white people are raised off competition. Mm-hmm. I believe black people are raised off off of coming together. I really believe this. Whether it, it doesn't look like it, because I think a lot of black people are ingratiated in white culture. Mm-hmm. But I believe that black people are are a part of. Let's all come together and grow something great. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, you know, I don't know your mm-hmm. life, but I, I believe that I think Puerto Rican people are just like some of the most laid back people. Yeah. Why? Which is why like a lot of people consider Puerto Ricans like lazy because mm-hmm. they're just laid back. They just don't care. Yeah. Like I never met a group of people not care <laughs> about not having a job in my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like Puerto Ricans be like, nah, I don't have that job no more. Just be kicking it. <laughs> and not kicking it. Like, they'll do stuff around the house. They'll, like, fix, you know, things that are broken in the house. Like, but the men in the Puerto Rican, like, the women don't work. Like, and I'm not just saying this. These are people in my life. This is what I've seen. So I have a very small scope. But Nan Woman works. And when they work, I, I got a luck. I'm lucky. You got this lucky. One, this one, it was like, I, I got lucky. for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. And it's like, we had a conversation earlier in our relationship where she's like, yeah, you know, I was thinking maybe I'd be a stay-at-home mom. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not how this thing works. Well, the thing is, I knew I wanted to work. Like, it's not just like I wanted to be at home like right. all the time. But um, no, that is true. Yeah, is well, yeah. Puerto Rican women like don't work, and it's not that they're lazy. Like they'll they'll stuff your stomach full of any food that they make. Like that you're gonna eat even if you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Like they'll take care of the house. Like they're super a super clean, almost like. Not a germaphobe, like almost too clean, where it's like you might catch something because like you don't you're not introduced <laughs> yeah, to any germs. Like, term, yeah. um, but the men, they'll work, but if they lose their job, they don't stress at all. They're not about to just oh, I'm not gonna just work at any place. Like that's how they're not, <laughs> I'm not gonna just work anywhere. You crazy? Like I'm gonna work where I wanna work. Like yeah. so that's like how Puerto Ricans are. But like when you're a black person in steeped or steeped in I can't I can't I can't remember the word, but steeped in like basically white culture, mm-hmm. like I was, you have this stigma of being black, but you also have this thing of competition. Right. And white people are all about competition. Who's the best? Who's the fastest? Mm-hmm. Numbers, numbers, numbers. And it's just weird that that's just culture, culturally. Yeah. That's just how it works. Right. I've grown up in that. So I'm used to it. So when we talk about competition, I'm used to it, but I also know like there is no competition. I'm great. Right. <laughs> that's just. Sorry, that's just how I, I. That's how I see myself. Yeah, there's no competition. I'm great. Right. I'm great. I've been great, right. and I'm not. It's not me. It's he who is within me is great. Right. I'm, Who's that boxer that we was watching? <laughs> Deon, oh, oh, the, uh, Tyson Fury. <laughs> yes. Man, I wish I could. I need to get better at putting stuff into the like putting like clips into the podcast. But he was talking like he was like, oh, so what are you saying? You're saying like uh, 
you have this the spirit that comes inside of you. Is that what you're saying? He's like, yeah, you know, when I'm get out there, I ain't the uh, what he say? Alter ego. My he was like, my alter ego is the bronze bomber and whatever. He's like, I don't know what they're talking about this alter ego. Like, I can't think of his <laughs> accent or whatever. But he's just like, nah, like I believe in one spirit, and that spirit's in me, and that spirit is great, and that's what's gonna beat you. Like, I'm gonna beat you, <laughs> and, and I'm not like, saying so it to like, be cocky. So <laughs> nice with it. He's like, like, listen, I'm not saying this to be cocky, but you're not gonna beat me. I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna beat me because whatever spirit, whatever bronze bomber, whatever that is you got in you, that's not what I have in me. And I'm telling you that I believe in a God, and that God is gonna prevail, <laughs> right. and I'm gonna beat you. Like, just, <laughs> so it was so clean and nice, and just <laughs> so like, sweet. but also scary. Like, <laughs> like, but that's how I feel. Like when I'm at work, I just it's a different. It's different. It's different. There's effortless. Yeah. There's effortlessness. Yeah. Because when you belong, you don't have to work for your spot. You just earn it every day. Right. I earn my spot every day, but I don't struggle. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it's... I feel like I don't even know really where we're going with this. Like, I want to end it smooth. Mm -hmm. But I'm just... I'm very... I feel like we are very fortunate to be where we are. And yeah. I just, I really believe, and I can't remember if we talked about this last segment or this segment. I can't remember at this point. But, uh, no, okay, back on, back on track. But, yeah, like, what we have in us, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I think I'm going to leave it at this. This is what I'll say. When you have a light, it's really hard for you to see how bright your light is. Yeah. You ever drove with the brights on and you didn't you forgot they were on because mm -hmm. you're just not focused on your light? Right. But the people driving in front, like the people start flashing their lights at you because you're blinding them. Yeah. That's what it is to be great. Right. Yeah. Your light is blinding. And people see it. Yeah. And then people that don't got what you got, they're gonna try to they what Ooh. they can't do is outshine you. Yeah. So what do they do? Try to dim your light? They try to <laughs> dim you. So they'll try to cover you. They try to do little things. Ooh, and yeah. what they don't understand is that your light cannot be snuffed. Right. When uh, you're great. That's how does that work for me? It is. I see it all the time. Dude. And it's annoying because I've been telling you, like, lately, like, I've been getting to the point where I feel like I'm a snap or something. Yeah. And um, I had to take it back and be like, you know what? Like, that's not who I am. Like, right. I'm not about to let nobody get to me like that or whatever. I'm just going to keep sh like shining my light or whatever. And whoever get bothered by it, then they just going to get... Then like, you put on some shades. Yeah. Because I'm not going to stop glowing. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to stop being myself. Like, to... But because you're at a point, Reese, and this is just this is what it is. You're at a point where you won't be able to dim your light because you're li when you are walking in your purpose, mm -hmm. it just starts... Blasting. Right. It's like the end of uh what's that movie? Charles Robinson. What's his name? Charles he had two first names. Charles whatever. Charles. It's a wrinkle in time. Like that movie, yeah. a wrinkle in time, right? Whereas like she had a certain light and that light was trying to get dimmed by the little the darkness or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's what life is like. When you have a greatness about you. People know it. Yeah. And they'll know before you. And when they really know, this is the funny thing. The people that got the least light see it the, the quickest. Yeah. And they are try, they'll try to dim you down quick. Like, oh, oh, your hair is cute today, I guess. Yeah. They'll say little stuff. 
right? But the, but there's some people that's also great. They're not they're not intimidated by your greatness. Right. Like I see you being great. Mm-hmm. Look at you being great. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I see you there and we great together. Like they have that type of energy. Right, right. And then you got some people that like some people that'll try to dim you, some people that uh, will be blinded by you and some people that'll shine with you. Right. And sometimes you just got to match with people that'll shine with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I hope that this lands the way it's coming off because there's so much greatness and it's not a message. I don't want to call it that, but like it is a message. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much meat in this message. There's so much leanness in this message because a lot of y'all are like, okay, we're all great at something. The problem is when you start trying to live somebody else's life. So then when you try to live somebody else's life, you're trying to live in their light. Mm-hmm. That light doesn't work with you. That's not your bag. That's not right. your light. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be great with what you need to be great with. And for a long time, I thought I was going to be great with being a musician. I love being a musician, but I'm not, I don't got the energy to travel and not travel, but tour and and be Pretend like I'm friends with people that I'm not friends with. Like, I don't got the energy to do that. That's not my bag. But what I am great at is perspective. I'm great at that. Mm -hmm. I'm good at getting people on board with, okay, think of it this way. And I just switch it and give them a scenario where it's like, okay, I can get behind that scenario. So Mm -hmm. this is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I I get it. I'm I'm on board with you. I'm great at perspective. So it's like, we all got something we're great at. But you cannot let no. Nah, you're like first off, your light won't get dimmed. You can't. You can't allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. I've done it for much of my life. Reese's done it for a lot of her life too, where she's allowed other people to dim her light. I just don't feel like she's living that life no more. Right. No. <laughs> like I can't because it's not me. Like no, I was born to shine. <laughs> you get on my nerves, but that's true. No, though. it's really true. Like I, uh, it's hard for me just to be bitter, just like be negative, like all day, every day. Like it ain't you, no. And I don't know. It's very. I, I just feel very blessed and very fortunate that we have this outlet. And I believe that once I just can't wait, because <laughs> what's gonna happen is this. I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen. And then we're gonna leave. What's going to happen is this. We're going to continue to do this podcast. It's going to have a very small listenership. The listenership is going to become a very strong few, a very, very strong few. That very strong few is going to have a a good bond and a good relationship. I, I envision us having a great relationship with everyone that's listening. right? And, and once we build that relationship, I believe that that relationship is going to flourish and other people are going to want to be a part of that relationship. And the type of family that we are, that I'm talking about me and my wife, we're going to invite everybody to be a part of this ride. And no one's going to be made to feel less than. And what's going to happen is when people find episode 70, episode 105, episode 123, when they find those episodes, they're going to go back to episode one. They're going to listen to every episode up through episode whenever, whenever they find it. And they're going to hear this exact message. And then the funny thing is when they hear this exact message, they're going to be like, well, dang, they did that in less than 50 episodes or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Because on episode 58 on March 1st, March 2nd, 
you're going to remember and you're going to see like, oh, wow, they did they did what they were supposed to do. They did everything they said they were going to do and their seeds are growing and flourishing. And right. the seeds that they planted are also growing and flourishing. Right. That's my vision. That's what I see happening. I know it'll happen. It is what it is. But I know it'll happen. Yeah. And I'm just excited to have finally have an outlet. Just mentally, I feel so much better. You guys have no idea the turmoil that's been going on in my brain and in my heart. When you know you have something, you just can't get it out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're not there anymore. And I'm very happy about that. Rizzy. On that note, um, we appreciate you guys. You guys have a great rest of your week. Peace out. Peace. Oh, say hallelujah.